For those of you who are listening to this as an audio-only podcast episode, episode number 237, and wondering what happened to episode 236, be sure to go over to youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, where you can find the video YouTube exclusive episode from last week. But for now, here is episode 237 of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Should you move abroad to another country? Hello there and welcome back to another edition of Not Your Average Globetrotter. I'm Rafael Di Furia, back at it again to talk more about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as a dual citizen expat. And this week, I wanted to ask and try to partially answer the question, should you move abroad to another country? Is it worthwhile? Is it for you? This is something that even though I've been living abroad for actually almost exactly 13 years now, it's something I like to challenge myself on from time to time. Is this really the best thing? Is it the best place? Is it the best choice? And so far for the past 13 years, yeah, it's come out to be what I've thought would be the best choice for me. Like I mentioned, I've been abroad almost exactly 13 years. Coming up actually very soon, March 31st, April 1st is when that date was that I left my home country, the country that I was born in. And there's been a lot that I've learned since then. I, I mean, I can say who I am now versus who I was then. I've grown a lot and there have been some changes, definitely. But that's something I want to go into a little bit more maybe next week or the week after. But this time, I think it's really important to figure out for yourself if a move abroad is the right thing to do because i've met so many people over my time abroad that really it didn't make sense for them to be abroad and it made more sense for them to go back to their country or there are some people who i've met it's like why did you even bother to leave if you've had this approach these expectations and x y and z why was it that you even thought to go abroad because even though it is a wonderful thing that is great for some people i'm not gonna ever be somebody says that oh everybody should move abroad it's so perfect and wonderful no again this is why the joke of the pizza pasta and amore became something that i've reached at for so many years now <laughs> because the pizza pasta and amore can be the first things that draw people into italy but when you get down to it there has to be more than just the pizza pasta and amore that keep you solidified in a place but before we get into the bullet points a huge huge thank you to those of you who help to make content like this possible on a monthly basis through rafaeldifuria.com slash patreon or shop.rafaeldifuria.com rafaeldifuria.com slash nyag gear and for the one-time donations oh thank you so very very much for helping this project to be able to continue but i think it is about time we get started so roll that intro Before we get into this episode, I do have a comment question of the week for those of you who are watching here on YouTube. If you're listening in as an audio-only podcast, come on over to YouTube. And the question is, what is your biggest fear about moving abroad if you haven't lived abroad before? Or if you are currently living abroad or have lived abroad in the past, what was your biggest fear before moving abroad? And did it come to fruition? I'm curious what you guys might have to say about this. The first point that I want to get into is something that I have been talking about since very early on in this project, and it's about learning the language. Are you willing to learn another language? Not only are you willing, but are you able to learn another language? I've met so many expats that are just so vehemently against learning another language. I can see in some countries how it is possible to get away 
with not learning the local language. But why? You miss so much of what the place has to offer if you do not learn and have at least basic abilities to communicate in their language with the local people. You're creating a bubble around yourself and the experiences, the, a barrier between you and possible experiences that you can have firsthand in your new place. I'm not going to say that, oh, because you're going to learn the language that everybody's going to be your best friend and it's going to be the perfect experience. And this, no, but it will allow you to be able to get deeper into that experience than you would have ever thought otherwise. Okay, maybe there are certain times when going abroad might not necessarily be a situation where you are looking for an experience. Some people go and move abroad because they have to for work or they go for work, but the place ends up becoming kind of just the background for their life. And it's almost like they never left their home country. At that point, that's again one of these situations where I would say, for some people, why are you even bothering to live abroad if you're creating the same community around you, the same situation, the same everything as you would have back in your home country? And this gets into another point that I've talked about uh, over the years, is that are you trying to run away from something? Or the more that we try to escape from ourselves, the more that we come around full circle to find exactly who and what where we were. Maybe, okay, if we're using the word escape, there are horrible situations that a person could be fleeing from. And so, yes, there are times when it makes sense to leave because of something that you're fleeing from. But what I can say that I'm talking about more so is, are you running away from your situation that you've created around you, that you have a direct say over? Do you live in a city and all of your friends around you, are they maybe going out and partying and drinking and this thing and that thing, and you're not interested in that and you want to get away from that, but your way of getting away from that community that maybe, I don't know, just let's say San Francisco, New York, it doesn't matter what city. If that's the situation you're wanting to leave behind, but you're moving to another city, London, Rio, Berlin, <laughs> Berlin of all places especially, why would you be putting yourself into that situation that you are trying to get yourself out of? Or if you're living in a small town and you think, oh, people are so small-minded and so closed and so this and that, would moving to maybe rural France or rural Australia or some other part of the world and you're far out in the countryside, would that make the most sense for you if you're trying to get away from that and create a new situation for yourself? That's more what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about tragedy and I'm not talking about escaping hardships in that way. I'm talking about, like I said, the situations that we put ourselves into that we do have a say over. And this gets into another point that are you willing to have your own ideas and ways of living challenged? Are you willing to push yourself to get away from something that you know is not good for you? Or are you willing to push yourself to be able to embrace how people live locally? Are you willing to change your life so drastically that you would not even recognize it from your life back in the States? I mean, one example I can think of off the top of my head, I did an interview with an expat living in the favelas of Rio, Henry Montalto. I'll try to put the link up in the top of the screen here if you haven't seen that episode. We had a great time and 
talking about his life and moving to Brazil and what things are like there. I mean, really even thinking about it, coming from the U.S. to live in the favela or one of the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, we're talking about like worlds apart, literally. And so he is somebody who's really embraced what it is like to live there and what it is like to be a part of the community. He speaks the language fluently. I mean, if you watch this guy on his Instagram or even on the videos that he's appeared on YouTube, this guy speaks Portuguese fantastically. It is super impressive. If you're going to a country or another part of the world or even another state, another province, wherever, it doesn't matter, wherever you're from, if you're going there with the idea that you are going to change and come there and make it better and make it the way things should be, because back in your country, things are done this way. Back in your town, people are like this or things work like that. No, when you go to a new place, you have to embrace the place for what it is, for better or for worse. And you have to take that into consideration when you're living abroad because. Not everything is going to be perfect. If you're thinking you're going to be sitting there with butterflies, rainbows, and unicorns all day long sitting on the beach, that's probably not going to be what your actual day-to-day -day life will be. Hey, maybe if you're retired and you've got that money coming in every month that you're just living and you don't have to worry about what you're earning that month. Okay, maybe in that type of situation, you can sit back and enjoy life a bit more. But even then, you still have the daily realities of Maybe getting things set up, legally or otherwise, medical or even telephone, <laughs> internet, whatever it might be. There are daily interactions that are necessary and not all of those interactions and things that you have to accomplish will go smoothly. Some may. Some may go perfectly. Some may go amazingly. But rarely ever does everything in life go a million percent perfectly. There will be some bumps in the road and that's okay. It's all part of the greater experience. Because again, like I was saying, you can't go into a new part of the world thinking, I'm going to change it and make it better and things don't work and this and that and blah, 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 blah. No. When you are going to another country, you're the guest, not the host. But to get into the next point, which is tied in with this last one, are you legally able to relocate? Are you able to go and make that life for yourself abroad. Are you only going to be able to stay in a place maybe three months as a tourist or six months or 12 months, depending on your passport and the country that you're going to? These situations may come up. Even I can say the amount of Americans that I've heard of that go to Mexico and they don't think about visas, they don't think about anything, they just go and show up and end up residing there illegally. Huge, crazy amounts. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the specifics in this episode, but. I always kind of think it's hilarious, especially growing up in the States, there were always these complaints about, oh, people coming to the country illegally and this and that and the other. But then for some of those same people going to another country, they wouldn't take those steps for them to be legally allowed to remain in that place. So you have to consider, especially if you have to work, especially if you are going to be participating in daily society. Can you earn money? And can you earn money legally? Your ability to earn money legally, especially in a place like Europe, will definitely have a major effect on daily life. I mean, even again, something as simple as maybe getting like a phone, some type of phone service, 
or to get an apartment to rent, your options will be extremely narrow if this is something that you can't accomplish. And so you have to figure out what are your legal pathways in and how can you make that work? In some countries, maybe like Portugal, they have abilities for digital nomads to come and be here. Or even Italy is starting to work on that as well. But what used to be the situation in Italy is that some people just had no legal ability to really stay there. They'd come on a student visa, go study Italian in one of the major cities or at least a really awesome destination, live there, and be able to have that enjoyment of Italy. And just on a short-term basis, sometimes making a place your long-term home can be difficult. And that's something you also really want to take into consideration is when you are investing yourself into a new place, how long are you going to be able to be there? And to what extent can you actually make a life for yourself? I know from personal experience, living from visa to visa, uh, whether it was a renewal once a year, once every few months, or once every other couple of years, you get into a mindset that it doesn't allow you to go beyond a certain level. Uh, investing yourself into the place, investing yourself into your work, investing yourself into friendships, relationships, without thinking about it. It's all too easy to end up building these barriers around yourself to not allow yourself to have those connections or to not allow yourself to invest in, I mean, from my own personal example, I had a business that I didn't invest enough into because I knew that at any point that when I was going to renew my visa, I had no guarantee of it being renewed. I knew I had a pretty good chance, but I knew also in one place that I was that the type of visa that I had, it would only be up to X amount of years that I would be able to be there on that visa. After that, I would have to apply for residency or citizenship to be able to stay in the country longer, but there were certain disadvantages to becoming a citizen or to becoming a resident that I just wasn't interested in. And it wasn't just simply my business that I didn't invest into. There were friendships and potential relationships that I didn't put myself out there for because I'm not the type of person who's interested in something long distance. If I'm going to be there in a relationship, I want to be able to be there. I don't want to be thinking about, are we going to be able to be together? Are we going to be restricted from being together because we have two different passports from two different parts of the world and maybe one country is not going to allow the other person in or there's going to be a restriction on allowing that person to remain there. This is a big thing that you really have to take into consideration because investing yourself emotionally into something, while it can be beautiful and worthwhile, it's also important, in my personal opinion at the very least, to be a little picky and not just put yourself out there for every opportunity. I guess if you could call that, so to speak. <laughs> but another point that I want to get into is what is your experience and do you have a realistic expectation of living abroad? Have you traveled abroad before? This is something that could actually both help or hurt someone. It, double-edged sword, let's say. Because going abroad, traveling abroad, gives you a taste, gives you a little, little essence of what things are like outside of your country. But when you are traveling, you're kind of within a bubble. You're within that tourist mentality because you don't have to think about the daily realities of what it's like to be in a place. If you're there for a few months, that's still also not quite enough to get the real sense of what it really means to be 
in that place where you are and to really get into the community if you're wanting to connect with others, because I'm not saying you have to, but nice little bonus to be able to connect with others while you're abroad. And yes, while after a few months, maybe you do get a pretty decent flavor in your mouth that, that will last for a while, you, you don't get enough time to have, I guess, quote unquote, the full meal. It's just like a little itty bitty bite that you put on a fork. Maybe you're out with your significant other and you say, hey, you want to try this? You want to get a little bite? And you cut a little piece off. That little piece that you put onto your fork is only that. That is what living abroad for a couple of months is like. You get an idea of what could be and if you would want to order the full plate. Only after living in a place for a couple of years at the very least is when you really get an idea of what's on the plate and if it's a meal that you could see yourself enjoying day in and day out. But <laughs> kind of taking this food analogy and bringing it on to the next point, something that you have to also consider is what you'll be eating from day to day and how adventurous you are to try new foods, foods that may be outside of your normal day-to-day -day what you might eat. And are you willing to try local foods? I know for me, there are certain foods from certain parts of the world that really just aren't for me. They aren't flavors that I enjoy. But I can say there are certain types of cuisines that I really do enjoy. Middle Eastern, Latin American, um, some Central European, as well as maybe some, I guess you could say, Far East Asian, Korean, Chinese, Japanese. But when you get into other parts of the world, like maybe for me, even though I might say enjoy some Central European dishes and Southern European dishes, maybe there are some Northern European dishes that might not quite be what I would be so crazy about. Or there might be some Central and South American dishes that are from some areas that I would be more interested in than maybe some others. So I know for me, going to a country maybe like Thailand, Vietnam, India, even though the foods are very different from one another, I don't think for me that they would be something that I could see myself eating on a regular day-to-day -day basis, that I could truly embrace. So that would be a shame to go to a place and not be able to fully embrace it. Whereas say if you drop me in the Middle East, oh, I'm going to have a party. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to have a great time. When it comes to those foods, I'll be very happy and I know I'll be able to get by day to day and not have to think about it. That's something I will be able to embrace and really be able to take on and enjoy. I mean, because even say when you're going abroad and say, like me, I enjoy a good burger from time to time. Although I was thinking about this recently, I haven't had one in probably a few months now, which is kind of shocking for me <laughs> that I haven't. Um, but Portuguese food for me is so enjoyable. I haven't had the, the, the desire to go that direction because there's so much more to explore that I really enjoy. Because again, like you put me in Portugal, I'm going to be really happy with the experiences culinary wise that I can have. So at least from what is appetizing and appealing to me, I'm not going to go hungry. I'm not worried about that. Whereas I know there are some people who come to this country or other countries and they arrive and they say, oh, the food looks like this or it looks like that, or it has the fat and the meat and the sausage and the or, oh, it's this kind of spice or this or that. At that point, it's again like, why are you abroad? Why aren't you there? If you're there, what is your reason to be there? You may as well be back at home going to a TGI Fridays. Not that there's necessarily anything inherently wrong with that. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with a little TGI Fridays from time to time. 
<laughs> but if you're going to be moving abroad and you have to have your Mickey D's every day and your fries have to be extremely salty and you will only eat a fry if it has ketchup and you're not willing to accept any of the local cuisine. What are you doing there? I mean, I, and again, I'm not saying this to embarrass anybody. I'm just saying from a practical perspective, you need to eat. Food is important. Food is a necessary part of life. But to be able to purchase that food, to be able to eat, it is necessary to be able to support yourself. So let's get into the next point. And how is it that you're actually going to support yourself while you're abroad? Are you going to be having money come in through a pension or through investments? Or are you going to have to work? I know for me, I have to work. This is something that is not an option for me to not work at this point in my life. So are you going to be working online? Are you going to be working locally? Uh, what kind of salary are you going to be earning and how does that match up with the cost of living in the place that you will be? You have to consider what it is that you're earning. If you're earning a local salary, what is the quality of life for the people who are already there in that place who are earning that much? There are some parts of the world where that may mean you are living in poverty. There are some parts of the world where that may mean that you are living wonderfully. These are all things that you have to take into consideration, or are you going to be earning the amount of money that you would be earning in your home country because you're going to be working remotely for the same job that you've been working for for the past five years, 10 years, however long? Let's say maybe you're coming from the United States and you have decided that you would want to go to a location in the world that may be amongst the most expensive in the world, let's say uh, somewhere in Scandinavia or maybe Luanda in Angola or Abu Dhabi, Dubai, some of the most expensive cities in the world. You might be pushing what it is that you can actually get by with, that your money at the end of the month, even if it might be good where you come from, you might be having a little bit of a struggle, depending on how much it is that you're earning. Whereas if you are earning that same amount of money and you decide to go somewhere else, like let's say Portugal, Italy, Greece, Italy might not be the best example here, but that money could potentially go a lot further, even with the conversion between the euro and the dollar. You're going to be losing a bit there. And then certain things may cost you more when you're abroad than when you're back in the States. But since I'm living in Portugal now and I have lived in Italy in the past, let's use these countries as the example here. If you are living in either country and you are earning, like I've said a million times, an American income, a German income, or uh, an Australian salary or an Austrian salary, even for that matter, your life will be quite comfortable in these places. You'll probably be quite a bit more comfortable than people who are from there might be. These are things that you have to take into consider. What is your lifestyle currently like and how much of that lifestyle will carry over to your new country? How much will your apartment cost? How much will your food cost? Are you somebody that goes out? Do you drive and have a car? Do you have, need to go out and party? Do you need to stay home? Do you buy electronics? Do you buy sports equipment? What are those expenses that you have throughout the year, from month to month, week to week, day to day? And how will that differ from maybe another part of the world? And would that other part of the world be a place where your money will actually go further for you? But on that same kind of line of thought, when we're talking about these things from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, that you do have to spend money on that are important that you do need to get by with, 
what is the accessibility to those other things that you don't have to spend money on? What will that be like? Are you somebody who has to go hiking? That you, That's what makes your soul sing. That makes you just feel like you're on top of the world. Or for you, that when you go to the beach, that that's what really makes you feel like you shine. That That's what really does it for you. Or do you need to be able to just walk through some city streets and you feel like you come alive with the beat of the street, the ebbs and flows and the motion of the city grind, something that you can surf along in a different way? What is it that you need and will you have access to it in the place that you're aiming for? I mean, I have a family member, for example. This person likes to walk and they like to be able to get out and get some fresh air, but not necessarily that they have to go hiking. But they had ended up living in Dubai for a while. And in Dubai, because of how hot it gets, going out into a non-air-conditioned place was almost at the point of not necessarily realistic. And then even then, if you were to go out and take a walk, there wasn't necessarily something to be able to walk to. To get from one place to another, it was really necessary to have a car to be able to get from your apartment to a mall, apartment to a restaurant, apartment to this, apartment to that, because of also how far things are spread apart. So that's something you have to take into consideration. Or maybe are you moving to the Alps because you want the lakes and rivers and streams and everything because that's what you want in your life and that's what you, th- you need. You really, you thrive in that. Or are you moving to the Alps and you're moving to a small village, but you're really a city person and That's what you need to thrive in. These are all things that you have to take into consideration. Granted, there are cities, small cities in the Alps where you can get these feelings and you can be able to have access to all of that, where you can get the lakes, the cities, the rivers, the streams, the clean air and all of that. But these are things that you do need to be able to look into. So I'm not trying to answer the question for you. Is moving abroad right for you? This episode is really here to serve as, I guess, an inspiration or a kickoff point for some things to think about before you're even moving abroad, before you're getting into that, or even if you're already living abroad, so that you can think about it and question yourself if you're in the right position, in the right place for yourself, because you've moved to one place doesn't mean that you have to stay there. It doesn't mean that you're locked into this choice forever. Okay, granted, if you've married a local and you have family, kids, and everything there, then yeah, okay, some of these things might be a little bit more difficult, but that's also something you have to take into consideration anyway. Are you a single person? Are you in a relationship? Are you married to the other person? Are you just in a dating relationship? I mean, because if you're single, you can kind of do whatever it is that you know is the right choice for you, that you have to do for yourself. Although there may be situations where maybe you may be single, but you still have people in your life that rely on you. That's the situation I find myself in, is that while I can't make some of these choices, my choices do have a consequence for other people around me. So these are, again, just some things to think about. But of course, this is where I'm going to round things off. So of course, a huge, huge thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible on a monthly basis or through just a one-time donation or through the shirts, mugs, onesies, and more. Thank you all so very much for your continued support to be able to help this project, to be able to continue. Truly, it is because of you guys that I can even consider to keep this project going. So thank you all so very, very much. Of course, if you're on YouTube and can give this video a like, share it with your friends and Let me know your thoughts down in the comment section below. It all really does help the channel here on YouTube. 
Or if you're listening to this as an audio-only podcast, feel free to come on over to YouTube or for other updates and so on, feel free to come on over to my Instagram at Rafael Bifuria. Of course, as always, I'm Rafael Furia. Thank you so much for joining me on another Friday night for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Stay safe and healthy out there. And I'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you.